0: Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Maximum Medicine Radio, The Healing Hour, with me, Dr. Sharon Martin, here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This is the hour of healing power. In this live call-in show, The Healing Hour, I'm going to take your calls and help you get started on your way to your maximum potential. So come on, settle in, listen up, and I'll take your questions head on. Together, we'll find practical wisdom and understanding about what ails you. In The Healing Hour, we'll start your day. Day off right insights and practical health knowledge and concepts for how you really live. I'll take your issue and help guide you with the blend of scientific medicine and the esoteric including shamanic energy medicine. So let's shake off some of that mystery and get started on how to really live together. Let's get unstuck. So come on and join in join up and let me help and let go of what holds you back from being the maximum you the world needs. Take down this call-in number, 1-800-930-2819, and let's get started on The Healing Hour right now.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on right here to The Healing Hour with Dr. Sharon Martin, bridging the mystical and the scientific. Today, we're going to be talking about the elements of healing, finding the right balance. Uh, it is an important conversation. For those of you out there that may know who Doc Martin is, some of you may not, let me just say a few words because it's important when we look at each other's journey and we think about, here's our life. This is what I, I set out to be. And in in Doc Martin's case, set out to be a medical doctor. And along the way... The road changes, it turns, it expands. It takes you to places where you then discover, I want to talk about more than what I thought I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about maximum medicine. I want to talk about all of the elements that go into healing. And today is that show because Doc Martin is that person who works with you to understand at the very core of who you are. What is it that needs to be enlivened? What is it that needs to heal? Um, and there are things right now that are getting right underneath the edge of your skin. They are there. It's worry, it might be stress. Maybe it has also turned into some kind of physical illness. But you know, today on the show, The Healing Hour, This is about you. This is about looking at the elements that can help heal. And this is the work that Dr. Martin does. Whether it's something that's ailing you physically, emotionally, or spiritually, this is the work she does. This is how she can help. Today, there are the elements of healing. What are the elements of healing? And how do you find that right balance to look at disease and limitation and send it back from where it came. Doc Martin, great to have you here. Nice to be here. Thank you. I was just it thinking about send it back. <laughs> lock, lock it up.
0: <laughs> oh, my. Um, I,
1: I know what you're saying because, you know, we are experiencing a time. We're in a time that none of us could have predicted even a year ago. You know, we knew some things were out of whack. But we are now living a time where I'm going to the local store. I won't mention its name, and I'm in—you know—I'm in the cheese aisle with the cheese, and the guy next to me has a uh, uh, some kind of container or uh, package or backpack that holds ammunition in my store, and I realized in that moment that, yeah, there are things going on with people that many of us could not have predicted. And so we need the elements to help us get back to a state of balance, but also to heal, don't we?
0: We really do. And I think about that a lot because um, when I think about how inflammatory we've become, it's made me try to go back to the basics. And One of the basics that I, this is what the show is about, is one of the basics. Now, I'm going to confess or admit or fully disclosure here. I did not invent these ideas. And I am not the master of teaching these. The ideas of working with the elements, earth, air, fire, and water, comes from Chinese medicine. It comes from the Celtic medicine that comes from the indigenous. And there are people much more gifted than I who will go in deeply. But you know me, Pat. I am all about taking something and making it accessible. You don't have to go get a PhD or an MD to understand energy medicine or how to heal yourself. So I'm all about taking an idea and how do we put this in a way that everybody can work with. So that's what I want to do today because things there's no secret language that you have to have the secret double handshake or the special da vinci code symbol to open the vault everything that i know if i can put it into words and ways that you can understand it that's what i'm all about so and boy i'll tell, I'll tell you, you
1: it is it is essential because it is so powerful it is so powerful. I remember the first time I was introduced to the elements, right? Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't, I was clueless. I didn't have a clue on what the heck, what was I doing? No, not doing, what are we doing? Why are we in a circle? What? What? Why do I need to know where the East is? I mean, that was me in 1997 before my first vision quest. Now I had a sense of things, but I had no idea of the power uh, that we're gonna talk about today, right?
0: Right, so when you talk about these, not just conceptually, when you start, and we'll go through each of the elements with some ideas on how to think about them and how to relate them to your physiology. When you start to really link up with each element, and I've done this with multiple teachers, to really dive in, feel that element, be that element. We wrote poems about each element. We made drawings. I was working with gourds at that time. I was doing wood burning and carving. You really understand the vibrational components and how they play out. And you can really see the imbalances. So that's kind of how I want to approach today is go through each of those elements, talk about, and we'll just back and forth. How does it feel? What are they? Does it have a color? Some days it might have a different color. Does it have a feeling? Does it have a flow? What do you how do you feel that in your body? And then we're going to take the next step. What kinds of out of whack health challenges might be too much of one element or not enough. And I think that those kinds of basic ways to approach your own health and your own challenges in your physiology can really help you get in there because those are the underpinnings and the energetics. And when you can feel them, touch them, sense them, um, then you start to have mastery over them. So I think I think that's a good place to start.
1: I love the way you just said that because you're right. And they have a distinct identity. And that's the thing that I'm excited about today for you to talk about is when we get a sense of which element is needed or which we're really representing in a moment, Boy, I'll tell you, you know, this is something that is so powerful in shifting energy, disease, illness, all of the above. So take us through this. Take us through. What's the first one we're going to talk about?
0: Well, before we go to a uh, specific element, I want to talk about, I see this, and I'm not the only one who sees this, the indigenous symbology is very um, strong on this. I see this as a spiral. There's a spiral in our personal growth. There's a spiral in cellular transformation. There are spirals in con- concepts that we work with. So the way I see this is going through a spiral which incorporates all the different elements. Traditionally, now Celtic is, is different from Chinese medicine and maybe a little different from Native American indigenous. But traditionally they have Earth as the north direction, air as the east, fire as the south, and water as the west. So that's the, that's the definition I'm going to give it. And when you work with it, if, if you want to shift that to something else, of course, you make your own paradigm. So I want to just start at the top of the circle, so to speak, and let's, let's talk about Earth. Earth is really on my mind lately. With all the the fires and the changes and the hurricanes and oh my gosh anyway, how's our time, Pat? Should I think
1: we just keep rolling? I would go ahead and skip this break. Yep.
0: Right, that's what I wasn't sure. Yeah. So when I think about Earth, and for me, um, Earth is solid. Earth, unlike water. Or air. Earth for me is solid and earth is stabilizing. Earth is, and we use this expression often in sort of new age uh, metaphysical grounding. This is where you can literally drop your energy into a solid place. Earth is, um, you can give it a color, and usually for me, these are the colors of the loamy earth. This is the, this is brown clay. This is black lava soil. Um, This is the concrete foundation on which you can build. But so let's talk about how do we feel in terms of movement of earth? To To me, what do you think, Pat? I mean, when we think about earth, how much movement does it have
1: well in until it has something out of whack with it it doesn't have a lot of movement
0: right so for me when I think about the things that are if I look at the body and I consider a disease process that might be too heavy in the earth realm or arena that might be arthritis That might be um, spinal disease that has you literally locked down, the things that make you more concrete, the things that lock you up. Yes, you're more solid, and your spine and your skeleton are stability, but sometimes you go a little overboard in the minerals and the ores of you, and then you have no flexibility. So that might be a place where you have too much earth. And where might you have too little earth? Well, when I look at somebody from an emotional standpoint and I see that they are um, a little tangential, in a, in, unable to complete a project, lots of ideas, but no action, they're probably not well connected in the earth arena. It's one of the most. For me, earth is not as mobile as others, but in that sense, it provides a stability and an anchor and a foundation. Yeah. You can look at other things as um, too much earth. And another thing I consider when I think about vascular, if I think about atherosclerosis and clogged plaques and limited flow, I could say, you know, I've got a lot of clay sludgy here. This is a little heavy in the earth element. I could consider also there are diseases in which you have too much of your hemoglobin, the iron carrying capacity of your blood, and you could be over in that arena and that would be too much of earth. But the ones that I see most often in my practice, other than clogged arteries, I see a lot of vascular disease is arthritis. Yeah. And that too much concretion, too much solidification, not enough flexibility. So when you work with that, you wanna work with the understanding of that. And then in other shows, I've talked about ways that you can have Uh, and awareness and ask for assistance from the higher realms get an intuition of what to shift but here you be able to see that earth is out of balance and then you can do processes to bring it back into balance
1: but you know what you're talking about is so important because I know you're going to walk us through these and as individual pieces individual elements of energy you know Earth by itself right what is it about earth that needs the other elements as well and so you you know when i when i start to look at this and then watch the way that you're connecting this to things going on in the body i mean i think it is such a beautiful way to understand without guilt and shame and blame and and fear and yet I can't wait to hear you talk about the healing power of these and what it means to get in balance. And
0: what I love about this is anybody can take this foundational awareness and expand it and it's so accessible. Um so let's let's go through the other ones. Let's do it. Then, yeah, okay, and then we can talk about how we can you know maybe there's some key practices that I can share. Yes. Rituals and things to get back in balance.
1: Yeah, I mean it's so. I mean we talk about this a lot, and people know about the elements, especially from astrology. Anybody that's ever gotten an astrology reading, somewhere in there, there's a conversation. But there isn't the idea that you're talking about. There isn't like this balance, especially with astrology, unless you know you're working with someone like you that understands that elements can complement each other, right? I mean, clearly, when people look at my chart, they say two things, and then they say, "Oh, yeah, it makes sense. That is you, right?" I don't even know if it's me. They say the
0: two things.
1: They say, "Thank God, thank God for you, that you got some Capricorn in your chart because you got all this fire." Hold and on you know, when, once upon a time, when that was said to me, I would kind of be thinking, like, "Okay, all right." I mean, but what's wrong with I'm thinking like, I don't know, like what's wrong with fire? So the way you're explaining it doesn't make one right, one wrong. You know, you're talking about how to bring things into harmony to work together.
0: And each of those, we need fire when we need it. (laughs) We need the earth when we need it. Yeah. And um, we need a little bit more water sometimes and not so much earth. Yeah. Um, so and the chinese Chinese medicine that's gone on, gosh I'm gonna say five thousand years um they're really good at this. they see it perhaps a little differently i like to I like to bring it down into real person talk um they also add metal in there um but anyway, air let's talk about air yeah. when you think about air Pat, what do you think about
1: you know when I think about the minute you said air, I think about Hawaii. That is the first thing I think about. Because to me, my shocking experience, the first trip to Hawaii, and I've been many times, was something about when that air just brushes across your body. You know, it brushes across your face. It's unlike air that I've ever experienced. You know, there is a cleansing to it. There's a softness to it, right? And I have been in some of the most horrific storms that we've had on the planet on the other side of the country. But when when you talk about air, I just have a sense of both the beauty of it and the power of it, the smell of it. I mean, there's just so much to air that I didn't appreciate before I did go to Hawaii.
0: You know, it's interesting because when you say Hawaii, I, I think Earth. <laughs> because for me I feel the ground under my feet, the trees, the ferns um, right So isn't that but yeah, out? that's
1: fascinating.
0: So when you think about air though, what what quality of air do you like?
1: Uh, I love the movement of air. Movement. I love the flow of air. you know mm-hmm. I love um, the power of air. I mean, to me, when I think about air, um, I also think about this, too, when I think about water. But when I think about air, I just think about how it is something that no matter how much you try, we don't have much control of it at all. You know, I think about the fact that we need it. Yeah, we need it to breathe. We need it to live. hmm yeah, out of all of the elements, it is the one thing that I'm acutely aware of. That without, in a thirty-second, sixty-second, one-minute time, without it, we don't exist.
0: Right. And so, for me, you're absolutely right. For me, air is um, mobile, and it is nebulous. It's not. It's not concrete. You don't. You don't grab it. And yet you can be carried away by it, you can be expanded by it, you could be carried off too far. Air can be strong if you've got uh if you've got the hurricane that's going on now down in Alabama and the Gulf Coast, you can be too strong in air. And obviously, this is a this is a so obvious so. I am not claiming any um, great thought here, but your lungs are the key air place that I see in the body and how many people I see that are limited in their ability to breathe. And I can imagine you guys surrounded by the smoke of the wildfires. You might not have ever had a problem in breathing and now you do. Yeah. But then so that you are absolutely needing the mobility of air. And I think about patients who have asthma and how that is not, you're not permanently um, restricted from getting air. that That comes and goes. So a particular ritual or vision that you might do to see the air flowing freely in and out of your lungs without constriction, without obstruction, That would be a wonderful process to do if you're an asthmatic. And if you have emphysema or a long time smoker, that would probably help you as well. Although some of those changes are permanent. But where might you get too much air? So I have a lot of people and it's interesting. I had a teacher, I had a teacher in graduate school that started out telling, you know, When you get older, the only organ system that matters to you is your bowels. um, There are so many people who come to my office who are um, distressed by their belly. Too much gas, too much rumbling, too much. There's a place where air is probably going a little haywire, could be a little less airy in that arena. When I and you, the average person probably wouldn't know this, but there are infections that actually create gas beneath the skin from the bacteria. So there would be another place where air um, is a little bit out of balance. So if we had a ritual or a vision or a journey where we could see coming back into balance, and that's the whole approach. Is I like to quote Edgar Casey when he said the mind is the builder. So whatever we can think about, then we can bring forth into concrete. So when you consider the balance of air, having it flow, not being trapped, like if you have a, a big um, an intestinal blockage, there's a pocket of air that will build up and just be stagnant. Air needs to be mobile. Air should flow. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we expect air to be mobile and then we want it to be mobile enough, again, in the t- case of an asthmatic, um, but
1: perhaps. Yeah, and, and I thought about this a lot. I thought about, you know, where where have there been times where I have been so struck by the power of air, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, can is there a place where you can get too much air? Um, and there've been a couple of points in my life where that where really that's truly happened. But I also think of the power of air, Sharon. I mean, I watched my mom and my family uh, in Miami, in Homestead, Miami during Hurricane Andrew. And I have never really experienced that. And then recently, Terry Walker, one of our hosts in a tornado, and I don't think we think about air that way, that powerful, that spontaneous, by the way, That's right. spontaneous, right? right. Um, uh, unleashed. Um, I also know what it's like to jump out of the plane, uh, 15,000 feet up in the air and jump out of a plane and have a different sense of air, all in a 60-second period of time, you know, mm-hmm. to travel at 120 miles an hour. And then to all of a sudden be snapped into a different reality of peace and calm and quiet. And so when I think about air in that way, and I look at my own evolution and respect for it, Mm -hmm. you know, I think about this in the world we live in today and having now all of us gasping for air here. I mean, you couldn't get a filter here in the Pacific Northwest. The good news for me is I have a system in my house that is electric. It doesn't depend on outside air. Mm -hmm. But boy, I'll tell you the elements will show us our vulnerability.
0: Yes, and the truth is we can work within them and between them, but they are forces that are way bigger than us and um, We are, as humans, we do not have that much power. So do you want to take a quick break?
1: Yeah, I do want to take a quick break. It's kind of interesting. We're talking about this. Linda and I were driving. And of course, we started to see the fires as they've developed in Montana when we left Montana. And we Mm -hmm. started to see them as we came across the state. We saw the first fire here in Washington state. and you know out of our mouths was something like in the world of innovation we live in you know how is it we haven't been able to create you know something that we could drop down and literally suffocate it and you know i think that what we're seeing here is how the elements which a lot of our lives we take for granted how they are and these are my words, how they are fighting for their own survival in the world we're living in today. We're going to take a short break. we come back, Doc Martin's going to take us through the others. What are the others? And how do you feel about these elements? Do you have one or the other that you feel you resonate with, that you need some help with today? 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back.
2: Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. How many times do you find yourself saying it was nothing or just doing my job when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you check out her website CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Get your goddess groove on with me, Laura Hosford. Tune in every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where I offer you authentic channel messages of love, inspiration, and heart-healing grace. Hit your goddess groove on. When the goddess speaks, everyone listens. For more information, visit laurahosford.com. That's laurahosford.com.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Healing Hour, and, and this is a question for all of you. Yes, of course, we are talking about the elements today here with Doc Martin, Dr. Sharon Martin. If you want to find out more about her, go to drsharonmartin.com, drsharonmartin.com lots of information there and lots more to come we're doing some amazing things um that she is going to reveal and share with all of you but this is the work she does if there is something ailing you and it it, you don't have to know what it is but let's say you feel a little bit off please give her a call um 833-940-1882 is that i got your number right didn't i Sharon? 833-940-1882, yes. Perfect, Um, and then today live during the show, also what you can do is you can give us a call uh, and give us a shout like ASAP and we'll try to get you some help, 1-800-930-2819, because you may simply need an adjustment from Doc Martin a shaman, somebody that understands how the body works, but also how spirit works, how energy works. We're taking your calls. Also, if you have a question, just go to Transformation Talk Radio, type your question in there and we'll get it on air. Um, And then Kathy, thank you for your comment. Thank you so very much uh, for your kind words. Um, Doc, look, I can't say that I am the person uh, that grew up with this, understood it. Uh, to be honest with you, there are parts of my life today that just do not make sense to me some days. <laughs> um, and they don't make sense to people that I grew up with either. Um, but they are me in the jumped, world today. You jumped over to another train track, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> huh I think I'm like Snowpiercer, but in the end, these elements, if we learn how, if we learn how to respect them and we learn how to invite them in to our energy field, we can pretty much heal almost anything, can't we?
0: We And again, when we put our attention and intention to it, we don't. I don't think we realize how much power we have. I loved something you said. You said you might need an adjustment, I started chuckling to myself because I thought, well, maybe we should have a show called the Energy Chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> Make a little adjustment. Oh my! So, I, I agree. I, I, I like that. Pat and I were talking at the break about the hurricane coming in through um, Florida where her family lived and one of her family members had built a cinder block home and after the hurricane came through that was the only thing standing and I started to reflect on that in terms of the elements because we've talked about air and we've talked about earth that is literally where earth held the held the force air was out of control
1: yeah but
0: earth and cinder block is made of components yeah. of minerals and uh, clays and earth anyway, so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah.
0: We have two more elements to talk about before we close up the hour. Yeah, I let's want do, do it. Let's, let's sort of take a minute though and talk about how one how a person can start to understand and become aware and deepen a relationship with the elements and we talked at first you know Pat and I have been bouncing back and forth. How do you see this element? How do you feel it? What does it mean to you? Does it have a color? Does it have a density? Does it have a movement? Does it flow? is it does it give you energy does it ground you does it help transform you and if so in what way and as you ask yourself those questions when you're working with the elements you'll begin to feel the vibration and the energetic of each element and that's what this show is about today is for you to start to learn to build relationships with these elements. And then you'll know when you're out of balance and when you're not. So our next one is fire. And I will I will confess right up front, I am overloaded with fire these days. And it mostly is a fire of thought, of irritation, of reaction to what's going on in the world. Um, yeah. It is inflammatory in in the way I feel. It has movement. I I feel agitated at times. I feel anxious. So I can just imagine flames, flames, flames. So in that sense, because this is not a good feeling to feel agitated or out of balance, then my fire element could be a little bit better balanced with water. Could be cooled down, could be soothed. I have a little too much air. My thinking is, my mind never stops anyway, but my thinking is going and going. And then you add the fiery component to that thinking. I'll share a story. My and I won't give. De- I won't give too much detail, but my siblings and I have a six o'clock in the morning text back and forth, and we usually. That's what we do. That's how we connect with each other. Uh And some of us have different politics than others. So in the morning when these texts are firing and these are ideas, but they're also inflammatory thoughts. So you you get a lot of this and you could get out of balance which I have been, so I'll confess that. Fire has benefit though. And I hope that we are able to come to the place of seeing any benefit from the wildfires going on out there in the West. It is transformative. And in fact, fire is very potent part of ritual for the indigenous for thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. When you take something to the fire and you turn it over and you allow it to be burned, that energy is transformed. It's transduced. But let's talk about where we might see fire in our physiology. Where, where do you happen to see that, Pat?
1: Um, I think for me, it's in my heart,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my physiology. I, I think it's in my heart. And you know, I think it's also in the emotional side of my mind. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know how to separate them, but they're not the same. Right. Yeah. Energetically, mm-hmm. they feel the same, but mm-hmm. they're not the same, you know. And what do I mean by that? I mean, that I can feel the fire in some of the thoughts I have, the belief systems I have, the fear that I have about an event that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Um, You know, all of the above right all of the above
0: so when I look at if I get a little bit more down into the physiology a bug bite or a skin infection a lot of fire an inflamed joint from gout or arthritis low back pain a disc acting up a lot of fire but when I think about proper metabolic rate and the thyroid could come in here if you have a good metabolic rate if your thyroid's underactive you don't have enough fire you're too you're too chilled down you don't have enough burn so to speak so those are places where um fire for me fire can be present in an irritating aggravating annoying way but it could also literally stoke your entire metabolism um and even by the power sometimes fire as a temperature an elevation in our temperature we fight an infection so if we get a head cold and we have a little bit of a fever in that case your body is using what uh we're talking metaphorically the element of fire to bring about immune processes so
1: yeah, um, I mean, and, you know, now that you've mentioned that, it's really interesting, too, because I think about, you know, the idea of exercise and muscle building, mm-hmm. and I find it a fascinating, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, I didn't know this, but, you, you know, that that burning that you get, that fire and burning you get from friction and stretching, you know, to cause growth, I mean, it's such a metaphor, for things. You know, the body is full of these things. Um, and yet there are some people that say that the remedy for something like that is heat. So I find it fascinating that, you know, the 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 symptom that we get may have a remedy that's of like kind. But you know what you're talking about is is these are the things that have been taught for centuries right you know the wisdom of the ancients knowing this um and the last thing you said and I want to get back to it because I just had a flashback and we haven't talked about you know we're going to talk we're going to talk about water but I'm really struck by you know the I was the fire keeper at one point and I remember the transmutation. I remember how all the elements came together, the fire, the wood to make the fire, the stones that would be used in the sweat lodge. Then I remember the water and the water itself wasn't just water. It was water infused with echinacea or herbs or what was of the land. And you put them all together in this one ritual and the water gets poured on the hot rocks and not only is it transmutated into it's transmutated in something else but the healing from these elements coming together in that particular way and now being absorbed it really does talk to the beauty of the system of life that we have and i know we didn't get to water yet no i was thinking um so you've got the earth being a
0: container for the hot stones that are so fiery that need to be held and kept warm you've got the water being poured over the stones heated by the fire turning into steam which is air you have the whole shebang right there well that's what the indigenous did though Rituals that brought in everything. Um, we kind of we kind of lost we kind of lost our ability to do ritual. We need to get back to that. I and think. I
1: think that's why you're doing this. You're really bringing these forward to say that this is the way that you work with these elements. You know the power of this. Um, uh, on the way back from Montana, I stopped and I I cut some fresh sage and i had forgotten what that ritual was, was like you know to have sage so fresh before it's dried out you know and tend to bring that into the process um but we need to learn how to use these and so water let's talk about water for a minute
0: um, Let, let's go through water and then let's kind of pull it all together with yeah. how how a, how somebody can really Perfect. start to build a dictionary and a uh, your networking right. so on my property where I live in south central Pennsylvania extremely rural but I have had water challenges because I'm in a hollow and when it rains there are several streams that come through I had I had a, a lake <laughs> develop on my hay field and so I was having I was having a bit of an argument with water a few years ago and wondering what why is there so much of you around please would you tell me please and water changes shape it has movement sometimes it comes through and it leaves nothing in its place so it has the ability literally to carve a path through the canyon um, and i wondered what transformation was being brought about by all that water other than me being aggravated um, and what i found is that in this case i had to put in a drain i had to cover that up with grass i now have this part behind the garage i have this um, what used to be kind of a ditch so the water would drain is now a beautiful lawn because we covered it up. So the transformation turned out really beautifully. When I transfer that, or I I dig in deeper to water in the body, obviously the kidneys are water. I mean, that doesn't take a lot of brains. And when in medicine, we often have people with kidney stones where their flow is blocked up But there's other things that have water. If your heart isn't working right, you have too much fluid back up in your lungs or you'll get swelling in your legs. So you've got your too much fluid there. Maybe you have a blister from a sunburn where you've got a little too much heat, a little too much fire, a little too much water all at once. So there are ways that Water can transform, water can be present. We need water in our system. Water is a key component of our blood. I see I see blood as water and earth because of the iron and um, in our blood. So we've got water as flow. Um, when I think about, it, I often see a lot of young women who have, even though they haven't told me their history, I have sensed or intuited that they have been sexually abused. And there is in the belly an energetic out of balance of fire and water. The grief, the tears of water, the um, inability to totally have emotional flow and the anger that crops up when things get triggered. So when we when we talk about these elements and when we look at the different organ systems, you yourself, the listeners, when you discern for yourself, what feels out of balance? My shoulder pain, is that because it's too concrete and too much calcium deposit and or is it too much fire from the inflammation? Or my joints don't have enough fluidity, is there a little too, too little of water. Sitting down and talking and I mean that in our minds if you want to say it out loud no no problem talking to the element having a dialogue with the element you see it with a color you see it with a density you see it with a feeling Pat was talking about in Hawaii the air the just the feeling of the air on her skin How do you feel? And the way you feel about that element may change from day to day. But you develop a relationship and you have a dialogue. And there is a higher wisdom that exists when you have this dialogue, that when you sit with that element and you say, why are you out of balance here? And you wait for the answer. And that answer comes from the wisdom of a higher space our higher self, the universe, um, the energy of the force and energy of the element itself. And then you can ask, what can I do to put you back in balance? And maybe you yourself are not doing something that helps the balance. In other words, I I had started Foolish Me a month ago, I started watching the news again. I had stopped for months because I couldn't take it. Well, I got I got kind of fiery <laughs> in the last few weeks. So I decided I'm stopping again because I am out of balance in the element of fire. I need to just knock it off.
1: Yeah.
0: But I got that insight in my quiet time and in the conversation and the dialogue. So Pat, when you talk about like your memories of Hawaiian things, do you have memories of dialoguing maybe on your vision quest, dialoguing with the elements?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's no question about it. And, you know, at different points in time um, and different experiences, one element or another took a priority, meaning it spoke louder than the other. And it didn't mean the one that you're feeling. Uh, like that experience I just mentioned to you, um, my my greatest impact wasn't on the Vision Quest with that particular ritual. It was in a coming of age program, where uh, youth that were with us for nine months. I had done this year after year with Monica Sicard, and and you know, and it was watching the kids and and being in a different level of responsibility for the, for this and watching them change, Sharon. And so I think this is the thing that I'm struck by. Sometimes we can't see the changes that are happening within ourselves, but when you see young people, old people, doesn't matter the age, change right before your eyes because of the healing power of what you teach, what you do, and this Mm -hmm. experience, you can't find words all the time. And sometimes it's fire and sometimes it's water. Um, You know, I have a love-hate relationship with water. Some people will say that about me. They'll say, man, you love the water. We can't get you out of the water when you go to Hawaii or places where you want to just get in there with the turtles. But dude, you don't swim. So we have to watch you all the time, right? Right. No, I, seriously, I'm in huh. Hawaii with my friends and I'm just out there and I got the turtles floating and I'm talking to them. And I'll, next thing you know, I am so far out in Waikiki, they're like calling the, the, the national, what do you call those? The the, 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 the Everybody to come get me. Um, but I think you have to find the healing element to heal what needs to be healed. At the moment, it needs to be healed. That's what I think I've come to learn for myself.
0: And I was just thinking as you were telling the story, the thing that I th- think is another key component is you have to be quiet. Mm. You were out in the water with, you know, no voices, no airplanes, no car sounds, no horns honking. Um, you don't, it's hard to hear the deeper wisdom that comes deep inside your consciousness yeah. if you don't have quiet time and sacred space. And yeah. and I think we need to do a show on ritual and sacred space. That just that just prompted me because those are key. Um, and I think that's where we're going to navigate through the in. And right now we've got a lot of fire in our news. We have a lot of water, if I think about emotions, grief, a lot of grief, and in order to navigate that, we're going to have to use our quiet time and bring in our highest. Thank you for listening to Maximum Medicine Radio, The Healing Hour, with me, Dr. Sharon Martin, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We're going to be together the third Wednesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific, for candid, honest conversations to help you change the way you think about healing, about yourself, about your life. Did you hear your answer on the show? Well, I will be with you next month, ready for all your questions, from energy medicine to traditional healing and beyond. Healing is flow, movement, and destination. But are you stuck? What is your true destiny line? Listen in, call in to let the world know. Together, we'll choose what brings you into healing and let you call in all the power of the universe to act on your behalf. Reclaim your path. To learn more about me, Doc Martin, and Maximum Medicine, The Healing Hour, visit www.drsharonmartin.com. See you all next time.